Welcome back um, for our series on object relations, thinking, and concepts. I'm glad to be with you again to speak about a very important topic today on the whole subject of depression, which actually is a multiple subject. It's not one thing, but it's often talked about like it's one thing. And it actually is the most common reason why people think they're unhappy and they need some kind of help in therapy and so I it's a very important topic for me to break down for you because there are actually very different kinds of depression but first of all I want to say that the fundamental thing that I would like you to get today is to realize that the the state of depression is a psycho from a psychological viewpoint is a defensive state it's not the real thing that has to be understood to help people feel better and to understand why they're unhappy. The state of depression is a kind of frozen psychological state that's a defensive protection against feeling and remembering things that are painful, that, that have a lot of anger or guilt or regret or a sense of emptiness, all these things um, the state of depression and the way people use that word, it's really a defensive state against feelings, memories, internal experience that's painful or distressing or against fantasies that um, go on in the unconscious, um, which need to become conscious to understand what may have gone on in very early in someone's life that's now holding them back from living a full and happy life um, or progressively creative and, and successful life if not of course we're not happy all the time but overall to live a fulfilled and, and fulfilling life so depression is a word that people throw around all the time it's not you know it's a very common word and the minute people get unhappy and it lasts for a while, they think they're depressed. If it lasts a long time, they might think, oh, maybe I really need help. Um, but depression is not just something you need to get rid of because the state itself is, is a way of unconsciously blocking off states of feeling that are painful which also have to do with memories and and have to do with relationships and problems in relationships now and in the past that we carry in our inner worlds and this of course is from an object relations view that our internal world that we carry relationships from the past so none of that can be understood if you just think depression is a bad feeling you should just get rid of it now of course people have ways of doing that with medication or other things that just to get rid of the state but from a therapeutic viewpoint a psychotherapeutic viewpoint depression can be seen and should be seen as a um, something that needs to be opened up to feel what it is defending against or protecting psychologically against from feeling because nobody wants to feel pain and nobody wants to have memories that are painful or or um, experience conflict within them that feels painful so that's why people just can get frozen into a depressed state um, but it makes all the world of difference to understand that it's not the, 
the state of depression that's a kind of frozen state of self-protection that needs to be gotten rid of. It's, it's something that needs to be opened up to feel things. For example, one state of depression can be that you're turning all your anger, hate, hostility, aggression inward against yourself because you're too frightened of knowing who you're angry at or many people you're angry at or remember or if things are being triggered in you right now in relationships or even with people in general that are related back to early things with parents and early mothering and fathering if if you're still angry at your parents and you don't want to know about it because you want to hold on to the idea that at least you have one good parent you want to have some good parent view to feel that you're okay or to, or to feel that you can, as the child inside of you, to feel they could survive in a world where they have to feel they have one good parent inside to feel that they're a whole person or that they can survive in life. So people often don't want to know about their anger at their early parents and this is something therapists deal with all the time to help them see that they can understand their anger and still have love for the parents or understanding of why the parents may have traumatized them or frustrated them or hurt them in ways that they need to come to terms with to understand why they're that they have the anger so sometimes depression is anger turned inward and and it needs to be understood why they're angry and Freud, in his paper on Mourning and Melancholia in 1917, talked about this kind of thing where someone could be saying all these self-hating things that are very self-sabotaging in their life because they're always putting themselves down and diminishing themselves. Somebody can be saying these things perpetually to themselves, if not overtly in their own, to, in their own mind, because they're really angry at someone else but they can't realize who it is because it goes back to a loved one or goes back to the primal loved ones of the parents and the primal mother so they instead they're just saying bad things about themselves and turning the anger against themselves and that blocks them before I talked about the melancholic in contrast to someone who can mourn the loss of someone they love is a melancholic who can't mourn because they're turning this anger inward against the self. Now first you have to open up the anger and understand why you're angry and who you're angry at and then you need to realize if the anger has been blocking you from having loving feelings and you've had losses or loss of this person or parent and, and you need to have a normal bereavement, grieving, mourning, loss process where but you cannot mourn unless you have more love than hate. So if you're overwhelmed with anger and hatred still at a parent, I mean it could be intense anger or it can feel like hatred, it can be feel like hostility and rage or it can just feel like anger. But all these dimensions can prevent one from having loving feelings. Now if somebody goes into a therapy with an object relations therapist in this state, through the process of being in the relationship with the therapist, they can start to develop loving feelings just in the process of having the therapist understand their anger towards their parents and how that anger might come up in what we call the transference towards the therapist because the therapist experienced like the parent. Anyway, if the therapist is
in an empathic, compassionate state <clears throat> about the anger towards the parents, then the patient may naturally start to feel loving feelings for the therapist. And this can develop into more love than hate. Loving relatedness with the therapist can be internalized. Eventually they get to have more love than hate and they're able then to tolerate feelings of sadness and grief and loss and go through a mourning process to really separate and say goodbye in a healthy way to the early parent. That doesn't mean they can't have a good relationship with the parent now. In fact, it's just the opposite. They can have a relationship with the parent now if they could say goodbye to the old parent and not hold on to old anger. So they get to mourn and feel the loss of the parent and move on and become an adult and, and have their then capacity to have new relationships where they're not just projecting stuff onto the parent through having more love than hate, then they can mourn. So that's one way that aggression turn inward, if it's opened up and you understand the anger, you can also then get to loving feelings and then can get to a state of mourning. So you move from the melancholic state that Freud talked about in 1917 to the state of the normal healthy mourner. And that's how you all heal and get better because in life there is always loss in order to have gain. There's always letting go of the old parents, the old relationships, divorces, separation, to move on to new. And you don't want to just repeat the bad stuff with the early parent in, the, in every marriage or every relationship. You want to have be open to who the new person is and love them and to have a better chance at a relationship. So that mourning has to take place. You can't just alleviate a depressive, frozen depressive state that protects you from feeling the anger and feeling the loss by get, trying to get rid of it in arbitrary ways, whether it's with medication or other things, that does not deal with this other state. That may be a first step to function, but it doesn't get rid of this state. Okay, now there are other forms of depression too, one of which could be a guilt depression where um, one is uh, has to get to the unconscious reasons for guilt that make that person um, persecute themselves. It's not only turning anger against themselves, but really blaming, scapegoating themselves, and again diminishing themselves. And they have to understand what the unconscious thing is that makes them um, be punishing themselves and perhaps getting into a masochistic submission to things they shouldn't be submitting to or self-sabotaging behavior. Now there's an, one other kind of depression that I want to discuss because we have very little time and that's just that when there's a sense of, of an emptiness inside, it's a different kind of depression. People use the word depression, you know, in a generalized way, but depression related to a void or empty feeling in the cell, and this can go on a lifetime for some people, that is, they're also protecting it against something. It's a state of intense depletion, emptiness, and, there, and that, that has to be dealt with also in a therapeutic way where that void state opens up and there's a relationship with the therapist where other feelings can open up so one is not in that sense of emptiness and void. So that's another kind of thing that people refer to as depression. And you can't just get rid of the depression. You have to understand there's a void state. And if you feel the void state in the, in the context of a therapeutic relationship, that void state transforms. Any feeling that you can feel consciously, rather than repressing or dissociating, then it transforms. That's just how nature is. 
So if you feel the void, you actually get to feelings. And ultimately, you get to good and positive feelings, because first the void may open up into aggression and anger, and hey, then it may open up into pain and loss. And, and ultimately, you get to more the loving and the nurturing and the self-loving feelings that could allow you to be empathic to others and to yourself and have compassion for others and for yourself so you can sustain relationships and not always feel betrayed or abandoned or or get so enraged all the time so that you can sustain more of a loving side of relationship and work things out with with anyone and therefore intimacy becomes possible so this all is related to understanding what, how the term depression needs to be broken down and not just seen as a blanket thing when you think you're unhappy you need to get rid of this state we call depression it's there's a lot that goes on behind it that one needs to feel, understand in the context of a therapeutic relationship. And if it's an ongoing state, then a therapeutic relationship can help that and really be healing. Thank you very much. I'm so glad to meet with you again to discuss such an important topic as depression. And I look forward to our future meetings on video. Thank you very much.